0: This is the Gary V audio experience Cause we're gonna be here scary The amount of people in here that have a job they hate and they buy things they don't care about to impress people they don't give a fuck about scares the shit out of me. Many of us uh, have to do things that we don't actually like or love. But deep inside we have something that we really want to do but we cannot do because of the responsibilities and we have to have a stable income, we have to do something because we have to, blah, blah, blah. The question is, what are the three activities, uh, three uh, main goals that you have to set in order to move a step closer towards doing something that you actually love? So it's a really interesting question and as I was listening, and I hope people are paying attention. (laughs) Most people spend money on dumb things which then forces them to do things they don't want. So step number one for most people in here, they should sell their home, take the money, and go rent. They should return their BMW and get a Toyota. I I that. And that's why. And honestly, that becomes the vulnerability. Why do you own a BMW? Because I love the car, because the brand, and I love, I love driving it. So I don't know. So to me, that's where it gets interesting, right? Do you or do you like what the brand does to make you look to other people? I don't know, I'm not assuming, I don't know. I know I have a point, I don't know you, but I know in the macro that 98% of people that buy a Mercedes or BMW likes when it makes other people think of them, not that they like it. And that $487 a month versus what they really need, which is $100 a month, is why they have a job they hate because they're paying for a life that means nothing. The amount of people in here that have a job they hate and they buy things they don't care about to impress people they don't give a fuck about scares the shit out of me. turned you into this guy? Did something turn America you into? America mm-hmm. and my mother. You know, I was born in the Soviet Union, I didn't come up with much. So adversity, America, my mom and my dad, because when I was 14 and started working at my dad's liquor store for two bucks an hour, I was so full of shit and he sucked it out of me over 10 years because he hates lying and bullshit. Sure. And so he scared me, I was scared to embellish, let alone lie. I don't get upset when people are like, yo, this guy's full of shit. Yeah. Because I'm like, I understand, I actually had that in me but my dad systematically took it out and I think it comes from lack of entitlement. I turned 14 and by being the oldest son in an immigrant family, my dad dragged me into a small store in Springfield, New Jersey. Shoppers discount liquors. I went from making $2,000 a weekend, looking cool to the ladies with all my cash, to being paid two bucks an hour to bag ice in my dad's liquor store for 10 hours a day. And more importantly, I wasn't allowed to leave the basement. I was truly like sloth from booties. You know, I was like, hey you guys. Terrible, hated it. Used to cry going to work for the first year and a half. Finally, when I was like 16, my dad let me leave the basement. So I went upstairs to dust bottles. And in 1998, I took over to the family business. And from 1998 to 2005, I grew the revenue of Wine Library from a three to a $60 million a year business. I had a burning desire to pay back my parents for being the best, I was passionate. Like, just obsessed with building my family business for them because they had put me on so much emotionally. Not, you know, people always say, you know, when people like to razz me, they're like, easy for you to say, you were given a liquor store. I wasn't. <laughs> I, I built a business for my family and left with no economics because emotionally, my parents perfectly parented me, which has now been the foundation of all my success. There's only one way for to win a family business, radical candor. And you know how easy that is in a family business? Almost impossible. So I'm giving you advice that's hard, radical candor. You're just gonna lose, it's gonna eat you inside. And I have good news for you. This is the only chance to have a good relationship with them, not the other way around. You think you're doing the right thing to have a good relationship with them. You're leading to the things that's gonna make you have regrets and real issues with them then you're gonna snap and you guys are gonna have a bad relationship. Second, third generation family business people pay the biggest tax in the world and when they're fucking talented, they really are fucked. You know what family business dynamics are good for? Losers. That's when you're lucky. When you suck shit and you're the one benefiting. You know when family businesses suck? When you're a winner and you're paying a tax nobody's ever paid in life. It wasn't about how many impressions you got or how many awards you won in fucking can. It was about if we didn't sell fucking Pinot Noir, we weren't gonna eat, right? So it was results driven. My dad and I, for all the things we agreed on, all the things we disagreed on, thank God we loved each other just enough more than we loved the business which allowed us to keep a relationship. But 99% of our energy was always about the business for the long term. You know, it's easy for everybody from the outside saying, yo bro, stop carrying your sister and your uncle and everybody's getting money off your back. If it makes you feel good and you're okay with 15 cents and a dollar or 50 cents and a dollar, well then that's your life. So, I, I would say this, If you've got a problem with it and your friends are saying that because they're supporting what you're saying after four beers, that's one thing. But if they're just observing from the outside and they're starting to change your mind, I wouldn't let outside sources tell you what to do with inside a family dynamic. At the end of the day, if you are the parent in the situation of a family business or if you are the child in the situation of a family business, you have to deeply understand that when both of you are done and finished, Nobody's gonna count how many zeros they have in the bank account. They're gonna count how many hearts and vibes and loves are in the system. What my dad and my brother and I were capable of doing was loving each other just a little bit more than the business making some more money or the ego or insecurity scratches that we needed in the dynamic of our relationships. If there's anything that this film could get across to you, I hope it is that at the end of the day, on that last breath, ask yourself what you're gonna be really thinking about. Something I've realized that really kind of caught me off guard is how many people spend more money on shit than they can afford. And I know that's like a funny thing to say, but it's actually very basic. I'm actually talking about the amount of people that have emailed me in the last six months because I've been on this rant lately of trying to get people to move back in with their parents at 30 and 40. (laughs) Yeah, I'm hot on this. It's because there's this incredible thing. How many people here own their home, raise your hands? The people that just raised their hands, 90% of people that own their homes don't use more than 50% of their home. They have three extra bedrooms that they don't need. They have a living and dining room and a fucking den and all sorts of shit. The amount of people who live in homes that they've extended themselves financially to afford that don't use half of that home is fascinating. The amount of people who are in debt so they can drive a car that has a logo on it that makes them feel better because that's keeping up with the Joneses or other people's judgment is fascinating to me. What I didn't realize was the fact that 30 fucking 5% of this audience wants their side hustle to be their careers, but the reason they can't is because they can't quit their job because they need their job to pay for dumb shit to impress people they fucking hate. And so, especially while the economy globally is frothy, I am aggressively throwing up for debate to the third of this audience that is trying to get their side hustle to be their job for them to give a real thought to what it would look like if they were to downsize their home and their car and their vacations and their watch to put themselves in a position to be happy. I think over the next decade, as we continue to start really discovering as a human race, mental health and happiness, that we are on the pre-dawns of people changing what success looks like. When I really look at the world, and I've, I grew up super humbly, I've spent my 10 years ago career in the in the explosion of Silicon Valley, I've really been lucky to see all sorts of different things going on, it is, super cliche but absolutely true that the money happiness thing is just a funny thing. People that don't have it think it does bring happiness. People that have it know it's not true. And when you really look at suicide data and things, depression data, it's fascinating who struggles with it. I really do believe as we become dramatically more thoughtful about happiness versus money, that a lot of people are gonna start really looking at the things they amass and how much that is a choker to their happiness and so what really excites me right now is how frothy the economy is globally and I know so many of you can take advantage of selling high, positioning yourself to be happy. I think it's a very rogue point of view It's completely against the propaganda that you see in your Instagram and Facebook feed 24 seven. Everybody's pushing all sorts of fancy stuff and fancy trips and fancy things. I genuinely believe that the majority of people here can dramatically, dramatically put themselves in a happier place if they honestly consider downsizing things that they don't use. So just a random thought that I'm super passionate about in a world where I'm asking you to create so much content, the fact that so many of you do not create content because you're so bent out of shape by the feedback in the comments section. This has become a remarkable fascination of mine that people literally aren't living their lives to their happiness or fullest because Sally Pants 36 said that you're ugly or fat people absolutely crippled by the judgment of others without really understanding what it is. Let me say it here right now so there's no confusion. If a human being takes the time out of their day to consume your piece of content, consume it, and then spend time to leave a negative comment to you after consuming your content, think about how shitty that person's life is. Somebody literally has the time to consume your content and try to drag you down. My friends, Misery Loves Company is one of the most interesting sayings that has been in culture for a long time. It most manifests in a very poor way when I watch parents drag their kids into shit because they're upset. But it's one thing, and I have empathy, a lot of it, when it's your mom and dad dragging you through shit because that's deep. But when an anonymous person with a fucking icon of a rugby player is dragging you through shit, you have to get into a place where that does not bother you. It makes zero sense. I mean, literally, and I get shit on all the time. You get that many comments, you get shit on. When I see it, it's the only, I mean, I don't feel bad for me, I genuinely feel bad for them. I'm fascinated, I've never in my life taken the time to consume somebody's content and then shit on them. It makes absolutely no sense. So please, if you're one of these individuals and there are a lot of you in this audience that are not producing content because you're worried about the judgment. You know how many people email me, Gary, but I have to put on makeup, why? Because your grandma told you when you were seven? But Gary, the lighting, why? You don't like the bags under your eyes? Good news, everybody has bags under their eyes. Like, there is an enormous amount of insecurity in the system that is stopping people from creating the thing that they want and it needs to be talked about in a much bigger way. The judgment of others is a fascinating thing. Do you know how many people say to me, Gary, I don't think Facebook and Instagram, that stuff doesn't work, yet in the other mouth, during that same dinner, all they talk about is how social media is fucking up the government or countries or the world. Literally, you're telling me that Facebook's powerful enough to change the global world and governments, but it's not powerful enough to sell some of your T-shirts or your landscaping business services? My friends, take it for what it is, we are all obnoxiously fortunate to be living through this era right now. What this era is, just to quantify it, is we are now at the maturity of the internet. The internet now is at scale. We all live there. It is real. It's not what I grew up with, which it was coming. It is here. It is at scale. And the reality of the situation is, how many people one more time with side hustles? Raise your hands. Everyone. Stand up again, side hustle to turn into your business. I need this because this is the point. Side hustle to turn into your business. I just need every single person that's standing to understand one thing. Your grandparents couldn't even dream to turn a side hustle into their business because the internet didn't fucking exist. They just had to eat shit and live their life and put food on a table and a roof over their head and then fucking die. I'm being serious, we are so, outlandishly fortunate to have this era and what everybody's doing is spending all their time deploying cynicism and looking at the things that are negative about it without realizing it is the full empowerment to whatever you want if you're willing to be a practitioner and actually learn this shit and execute it. This era will go away. Many of you follow me know I'm all focused on voice and Alexa and all this. It's all gonna happen. Shit changes. Whether it's blockchain or AR or VR or voice, this internet era, this golden era as we stand here today will go away. And then for the same reason that I didn't make any fucking videos for five years because I had nothing to say, there won't be a great deal like influencers and Instagram and Facebook. And you will deploy regret because you've heard me pound it down your throat and you did nothing about it. So please, Melbourne, do me a fucking favor on my 37 fucking hour flight to get here. Please make this event, this talk, the time that you actually go home and start fucking executing because I'll be very honest with you. I'm fucking tired of the 1,000 emails every week that I get that are the same exact thing titled, I don't know why it took me four and a half years of listening to the same shit to finally do it, but I'm really glad I did because in the last seven months I made $80,000 and before I used to be $40,000 in debt. Please make tonight the beginning of the next chapter of your life because when it goes away, I'm gonna get quiet and execute and you're gonna wish, you're gonna wish you did something about it tonight. Thank you.